Hello and welcome back to Couple of Edgets, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we cover Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me as always... Is his wife, Penny. How are you doing today? Good, how about you? Oh, this weather just couldn't get any better. We keep talking about Wisconsin weather from the past, but I gotta tell you, this is a gorgeous day and I am itching to get outside. Yes, it has been very nice out lately. Nice and warm, but not too humid like it usually is this time of year. Yep, it is just perfect out there. All right, so we're watching episode eight, titled Bugs. Um, like all the other episodes, I think the they give away kind of what it's going to be about right there in the title. You know, they didn't they don't tease it with any silly names or synonyms or nothing. They just tell you right out what the episode's <laughs> about. That's true. So, opens up with a recap. Now, that's something that they missed in the last episode for whatever reason. They must have had to use that time for something else. But we got a recap. It's all the same old hunting stuff that we've seen many times before. And it opens up in Oasis Plains. Do you want to give the backstory here? Um, to Oasis Plains? I'm not sure what you mean. Or They're in Oasis Plains, Oklahoma. That's where it opens up. You know, the bottom. And then what happens in Oasis Plains? Well, they go to a construction site. Uh, it looks like a new subdivision is going in, and you've got a couple workers that are talking about how they would like to live there, but probably can't afford it because it's so nice. And then one of them kind of feels some rumbling. He can hear it, too. So he kind of feels the ground, and before you know it, a hole opens up and swallows him. And he's calling out to his other co-worker for help because he thinks he broke his leg or something like that. Yeah, so it's Dustin and Travis are the two jokers there. <laughs> and uh, Dustin just vanishes down into a hole. And we see that he's then, there's bugs everywhere. Travis comes back to save him. But he's got like blood dripping out of his eyeballs and ears and everything. Um, one of the funny things, though, in that is... They commented on how they were such fat houses, but it was just like your regular old subdivision. It wasn't anything too bougie. No, not really. Uh, a construction worker should be able to afford one of those houses. I, I don't know how many kids those guys were supporting on top of it, but... But, you know, actually, now that I think about it, they weren't the construction workers. They were working for the, the power and gas company probably putting the power or gas lines in so yeah uh, they still but i would still think that they would make enough money to afford a decent house in a subdivision it kind of cracked me up really the sign of the times in that too is he called them fat houses remember when <laughs> you called things fat <laughs> only myself <laughs> <laughs> well reminded me of that story i went in we went into that army navy surplus and they had like so, oh, man, what was the name of that? It was a company called, like, Fat Man's Belts or something like that. <laughs> and I, they didn't have one in my size. And I asked the clerk, like, do you have any in, like, fat people sizes? <laughs> they're like, no. And I'm like, wow, that's a real mislabeled product. Then. I don't remember that, but that must be when we lived in California. Yeah, yeah, that's in L.A. And yeah. I, wish, I wish I could remember the name of that belt for sure but it's called like fat belts or something <laughs> they were using it though as the adjective meaning cool and uh, uh, not actually what their intended purpose was for <laughs> oh break from commercial and come back and 
Sam wants a real job. He's sick of running credit card scams. He thinks that they should look for real employment. And hustling pool, because because where they're at is Sam looks like he's reading a book or something, on sitting on the uh, Impala. Dean comes out of a bar with money because um, he was hustling pool. So, yeah, Sam mentions that he would like to, maybe they should get a real job because hustling pool and credit card scams isn't exactly the most legal thing to be doing. Yeah, but while flipping through the paper, they find the next case. They see that this Dustin guy died of what they called mad cow disease, but it doesn't make sense because his brain disintegrated within a minute, which is silly. Why would they put that down in the coroner's report? Well, that's probably because it's the only thing that they could use to explain what happened to him and the fact that yeah, his brain did deteriorate so bad. But you're right, that does take a long time for that to happen. Yeah, they know that, we know that, everyone knows that. So they go and talk to Travis initially to get a backstory of what happened here. Travis describes that he looked down in the hole and he was dead and he had blood coming out of everywhere. Boys go and visit the construction site. Um, what I thought was funny is the hole in the ground is still there, just for anyone to fall into. <laughs> well, they did have caution tape around it, so it's not like like they just left it there. So, who? Well, let's oh, see who I, can see fall in there next. I miss the caution tape. Yeah, there it was ro- taped off with caution tape. <laughs> <laughs> like when uh, Kramer dropped the egg in the middle of Jerry's apartment, put up the little caution tape around. Yes, yeah, since I'm cleaning it up. <laughs> Stay back, people. <laughs> um, so Dean uh, wants to climb down in the hole and kind of picks on Sammy, you know, that don't worry, you know, we don't have to flip for it. I'll just do it. And then Sammy's like, but we want to, I want to flip. And eventually I think Dean just purposely goads Sammy into going down there to prove his manhood. Because I don't think Dean wanted to go down there. Oh, of course not. I don't think anyone would really want to go down there. Just to see what happened. So I really hope that this doesn't foreshadow kind of how easy that Sam is into goading people by just calling him chicken. You mean Dean? Dean goads Sam into it. Yeah, by calling Sammy chicken. Right, right. Um, I, I, I hate that premise, and I really hope that isn't what goes on from here. That was kind of the one of the weaker points of the entire Back to the Future trilogy is... That whole B story of you can't call him a chicken. So I'll wait and find out to see if this is a reoccurring theme. I really hope it isn't. And I'm not going to tell because he hasn't seen him like I do. So Yeah. So I guess we'll find out together. Or I'll find out together with the people listening along that don't know either. And then the other half of you smug bastards will just sit back and know the answers. Sam did go down there, and all he did was he counted ten beetles. Really, not not too many to eat your brains. Right. And um, was this when they decided to... No, I'm sorry. Because I didn't write it down, and I should have. Is this when they started talking about possible ghost manifestation? Because sometimes they use beetles or different types of bugs to get their point across. Yeah, they uh, they briefly discussed how this could be a possible haunting. It it was like one or two sentences, though. It really wasn't that big. Instead, while Dean's cruising around, he sees that there's an open house with some free barbecue. Right, so, you know, he's always there for a good free meal, so they decide to go in, check with the locals, and see if anyone else 
knows what's going on or has heard any rumors or anything about weird things going on. Um, You're going to have to take it from here for another minute. Um, okay, well, I'm not really very good at this. So, Damon scene. There you go. And the funny thing is, in this joke, they did it twice. Uh, when they first go to the house for the open house, uh, the gentleman said, you know, we sell to anyone regardless of race, religion, or sexual orientation. So there's a gay joke there. So Sam and Dean have to tell him, oh, no, we're brothers. What we're doing is we're looking for a house for our dad because he's getting elderly, and we just want a place for him where he's going to be safe. Yeah, there's another bit of a sign of the times here, too, is because when they first meet Larry, the developer, he opens up with, we don't, um, we don't, Dis- Discriminate. Dis- I just to say disintegrate. <laughs> Hopefully not. Okay, what's the word again? Discriminate. Discriminate against anyone based on their creed, religion, um, age, or sexual orientation. And then they look at each other like, now we're brothers. <laughs> and that, that joke happens again because then he introduces to the real estate agent that's helping sell all the lots. And she does the same joke. It's like that's a really, that's a really poor joke, and it's aging very poorly. I think. Well, yes. I mean, you wouldn't think that they would have a joke like that now. You wouldn't, yeah. And in real life, I don't even think you would think or say or consider it. You would just think, "Great, I'm going to have two guys that have extra money and really enjoy manicuring their lawn." <laughs> right. I'm just going to sell a house. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. It's very odd that that's pointed out. But I guess that was 2005, America. Right. Well, so Dean decides at that point he's going to go talk to Larry while Sam talks to the realtor. And as Dean leaves, he goes, bye, honey. Ha ha. Funny joke there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, actually, that was the one funny one. (laughs) You know, maybe if they'd have just, I don't know, maybe if the realtor and the developer didn't say that, but yet he did. To pose as a couple. That would have been funny. But... That would have been funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we... Um... What are my notes here? We see uh, we see Larry. He's being a, a kind of a dick to his son, Matthew. Uh, their son, Ooh. Larry's son, Matthew, is there. And he's just horsing around. He's got a tarantula he's trying to scare the realtor with. But Larry is really put off by this and does not seem to enjoy his son's antics. Yes, because um, while he was in the house with Dean, showing Dean around, um, Dean noticed that the they had bugs in containers, and he mentioned that, yeah, his son Matthew was into bugs and things like that, and so was not impressed when he came out and saw that Sam had grabbed the tarantula, so it didn't scare the real estate lady too much and was talking to Matthew about it. And yes, Larry was kind of a jerk to his kid. Uh, we take a break there, and Sam and Dean start fighting over who Dad loved more. Well, because Sam thought he saw a lot of himself in Matthew, and that didn't really get along with Dad and things like that. And, you know, Dean's kind of like, what are you talking about? Dad was great. You're nuts. Um, we do learn, I think the son then, someone reveals that that was not the first kind of mystery bug death that ever happened. Uh, a surveyor also died of bee stings. 
Right. This is like a year before when they were first starting to survey the area to build the, the um, subdivision there. One of the things that I've noticed about this show, too, is they will skip through time really fast. If they need to go from a daytime scene to a nighttime scene, it just seems to happen in, in warp speed without anything happening in between. Because after they're at the barbecue, which is the open house, which I'm assuming is like, two three o'clock at best uh it's right away in the middle of the night there's not a, no one around and the boys decide to squat in one of the houses that are still under constructions it's funny they did get sold on the steam shower and dean wanted to check out one of them steam showers <laughs> yes he did but you're right yeah they went from the middle of the afternoon and then all of a sudden it was a night when they decided to to squat in that house so, I don't know, maybe maybe they're at the barbecue a lot longer than we thought they were. I don't know. <laughs> There's maybe. free beers. They just start chatting up all of the other prospect residents. Chatting up all the single ladies. <laughs> single men will do. Yeah. There really isn't, probably isn't a lot of single women hanging out at subdivision open houses. Probably not. I don't know. I don't want to make broad generalizations, but... It seems to be like a, a a single guy thing or maybe a, a couple. I would think be more of a couple thing. I don't know um, how many single guys, of course, I don't know a lot of single guys, would want to move into a suburban uh, subdivision like that. Seems like something more of a married couple with, with small children to kind of give them away from the city. I don't know. I don't have kids, so I don't know. Any realtors out there, tell us, how many single women buy houses? We want to know. Yes, we do. So we see the realtor then because they pull in at night. Instantly, it's the next morning. The realtor is taking a shower. Well, that night, she ends up with a spider in her face. And that spider was huge, too. Yes, it was. That spider was like the size of a half-dollar coin <laughs> just right in her face. And she just swats it away like, ugh, spider. If I If I had a spider that big come down into my face... I'd burn the house down. We do have spiders that big around here. But they don't mysteriously drop into your face. They're big enough they can kind of spot them from a, you know, a half a room away. This is true. Uh, then, so she swats it away. She goes to take a shower and her, just the, the shower, the spiders are just pouring out from behind the fixtures. Horribly animated cgi spiders oh yeah way. that was really bad uh was this in 2005 was this show filmed in hd or was that standard def? i think it was hd i'm not really sure though i'd be interested to know how most people i could see on a standard def tv where that might have cut it but in hd it was just it was like someone had the uh, picture of a spider made it really blurry and then he used a copy and paste tool all yes. over the scene and just stamped out <laughs> randomly. Like, it, you could see it with the mouse, how they were just clicking, putting down spiders. Yeah, it was really bad. It was and one this, of the worst they, effects I've seen. It was just like an effect where the spiders just spread away from the, from where they were clicking down right. on uh, That was unbelievably bad <laughs> CGI. Okay, so it is the next morning, and Sam and Dean, they find out that there was another death, so they have to go and investigate. Well, what we how and how she died, the bugs didn't eat her brains out, but she since she was in the shower, she slipped in the shower, broke the glass door, probably bled to death. 
And that's how she died. But it was because she saw all those spiders. Yep, yep. It was a spider-induced death for sure. So the boys go back down there, meet with Larry again. I can imagine Larry starting to feel like that cop in the last episode who's just like, oh, God, these guys again. (laughs) Just get out of town. Would you please just leave us alone? (laughs) Uh, They, after the cops, I guess, do their investigation, pull the body out, the boys break into the house and they check for bugs. They find some spiders, and they suspect our number one spider boy, Matt, is behind it all. Right, because of the whole playing the joke on the realtor with the tarantula. They think he's somehow controlling these, all these bugs. Okay, so she slips and dies in the morning. The police are there in the afternoon. They find out all this, and then the boys go and follow. Somehow they know what bus he gets off of. Well, there probably is only one bus in that subdivision, I think, because the Larry and his family met, and the realtor were the only two families living there at the time. So, yeah, they could have been they could have been sitting there for a while and just waiting for the bus. But you're right, that's true. So, but did you notice? I'm sorry. Did you notice that when they were in the house, because of how the realtor died, there was like hardly any blood anywhere. Because she had crawled from the bathroom into the bedroom, which was carpeted, and there was hardly any blood on the carpeting. And that's got to be how she died, or she bled to death because she was cut so badly. Yeah, I, I think they alluded to that's how she died when in the scene before when we actually see all the spiders come out, and then we hear a crash, we see broken glass and blood everywhere. Right, right. Well, I guess the you know the coroner probably tidied the place up, <laughs> pulled out the... Uh, the carpet shampooer and gave it a <laughs> gave it a run. I don't know. Definitely a, a a problem there. Either that or she's got that new blood soaking carpet. <laughs> That's all the rage these days. <laughs> or was back in two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand five. Everyone was having a problem <laughs> with bleeding everywhere. So they. Uh, they watch Matt get off the bus. They follow him into the woods and start grilling him about what's going on. Matt, at this point, gets very defensive, but he does say he knows that there's a bug problem. He's witnessed it. He's the weirdo kid that likes bugs, and he feels that all the bugs are acting strangely, and they're somehow being drawn into the valley. Yes, they're all congregating oh, in one area, and he's not sure why, but he does, like Dean, <laughs> like Dean said, like Dan just said, he knows something is going on with them. Also, a little parallel to Sam and Dean's life with a discussion about their dad is that Matt opens up and talks about how Larry is disappointed in him. They pick up, the boys pick up on this easily because Matt, the son, talks about his father in a first name basis. So a little bit of a conversation about you know father's really disappointed or not yes and how uh sam always thought that john was always disappointed in him yeah that conversation led into sam and dean kind of bickering about you know what is better going off to school or staying with family right right yeah because sam said you know hey you're only 16 now but in a couple years you can be off to college you can leave all this behind and all that fun stuff when dean's like what about family yeah that's the rift between them is because sammy went off to college and dean stayed with his dad so i guess it's nice that they 
kind of drew in their, you know, parallel issues with their fathers. Dean ends up finding a hole with the skull in it and worms. Yeah, it's covered with worms. Gross. Commercial. Commercial. After the commercial, uh, the boys pull up to a college campus because they did mention that it was an unmarked grave with a lot of bodies in it. So they grabbed a box of random bones and went to college to get a professor. They Also, they go back to arguing about dad during this point. Yes. And the whole thing is because Sam doesn't think that his dad would want to see him. It's pretty sad. Dean points out uh, that Sam never called home because it's kind of on him how they had a broken down relationship. Right. And Dean also mentioned that whenever they were in the area... Uh, John would go to the college and kind of keep tabs on Sam to make sure that he was safe. So he was concerned about him. And Sam had no idea that this happened. Yeah, it just broke down communication between them. So they take the bones in to get them looked at by a professor. And wow, just with a quick glance, that professor <laughs> knows a lot. <laughs> he knows that those bones are roughly 170 years old. They belong to native people, and they probably go to the tribe that's 60 miles north to find out the truth. Wait. Wow. <laughs> Actually, no. They asked him if he knew of anyone around here who might know this, what happened to any Native American tribes that happened to live on that land before that. And he said not that he's aware of, but... He said, there is a tribe about 60 miles from here. If anyone knows, they might know. And he also knew by just glancing at these bones that they're 170 years old and they belong to Native Americans. Well, How he, is that possible? He might have done some preliminary uh, investigation on him that was behind the scenes, you know, that we didn't know because he came out of a different room when he then talked to Sam Nina about how old they were. So. Maybe they got some sort of crazy rapid DNA test on that. Could be. This is 2005. They didn't even have really quick, fast, good DNA testing like we got now either. This doesn't make sense how he knew it was Native Americans. Maybe he just knows the history of the land and that there weren't a lot of European settlers in the area a couple hundred years ago. And I don't know, maybe you can tell by looking at the bones how old they are. I don't know. All right, well, if you're an anthropology major, could you uh, write in to us and let us know if it's possible to tell if pe bones off of people, if they're from Native Americans or other people, white people. I don't know how to put it politically correct anymore. If they're the invaders. The European settlers. Yeah, that. if they're European bones or Native American, I guess that's how you'd say it. Uh, so... They get a tip on this tribe 60 miles north, so the boys drive up and they pull into an Indian truck stop where they meet one of my new favorite characters, <laughs> Jill Whiteletter? What was his name? Oh, I didn't write it down, but yeah. He it was, was like Jill Whitehorse? It wasn't Jill, uh, but it was, yeah, White something. I don't know. I should have written it down, but I didn't. I thought for sure his name was Jill. Hmm. Anyway, he looked like he was probably the elder of the, the area tribe that is living there currently. He looked like he was there 170 years ago. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a young guy, that's for sure. So he's a classic old-timey Indian fella. Uh, Dean starts talking, and he calls him a liar. Because Dean opens up with, we're kids from college. And the Indian calls him out, you're a liar. 
And then Dean starts with, well, the truth of the matter is, and then Dean stops him and he goes, you know who starts sentences with the truth of the matter? Liars. <laughs> and then Sam just asks a question, like, do you know anything about, and then the Indian's like, I like that guy. He's not a liar. Well, he didn't tell you any sentence statements either. He just asked a question. It's hard to lie in a question. True. Um, but I think that. The inference there is like this elder is supposed to have some mystical power. It could just tell by looking at them that Dean was lying and Sam wasn't a liar or wasn't going to lie to him. Uh, he did have some old timey yeah, instincts anyways. Yes. He had some good instincts. So we learn a little bit of a backstory about that valley where the development is happening. Uh, there was an Indian tribe there. They were pushed out. The cavalry came back six days and ended up killing them all by the end of the sixth day. Oh, wait. And that all happened then 200 years ago, actually. The story that that Indian says, that wasn't 170 years ago. He said it was 200 years ago. Right, but that professor said he estimated that the bones were at least were about 170 years old. So, yeah, that's, you know, 170, that's close to 200. We still have a, we have a real problem with the timeline. This happened in Oklahoma. Oklahoma Native Americans weren't resettled until like 100, like 100 years ago, 150 years ago. The cavalry wasn't there clearing them out, and that would have put it at 1805. Um, yeah, it would have at the time. America barely spread past the Appalachians at that point. So, it seems a little odd. If there's any historians out there that, <laughs> <laughs> that know anything about Oklahoma Indians being relocated, if you could tell us that exact year. That would be great. <laughs> so, also, what was kind of odd is that everyone in that village died. The Indian chief was the last one to die, and he put a curse on it. Yes, he put a curse on the land. I figured the women and children would have been the last, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the cavalry were dicks. Yeah, they usually were, from what I understand. So the Indian chief, as he laid in his dying breath, he cursed that valley so that no white folks would ever live in it again. And they did say white folks. That's right. He did. So the curse, it's the sixth day. They're they're all going to die. They calculate that now it's been six days since that first dude fell in the hole and got dead. So they figure tonight's the night when everyone that lives in that subdivision is going to die. Also, fun fact, there is no way to break a curse. You can just get out of the way. Yes, I did put that down too. Does that hold up through the entire show or is do we discover ways in the future to break curses? Um, I am not going to say. Oh, you're smug. Your smug knowledge. My smug superiority of knowledge yeah. of this show. Way to yes. hold this over my head. <laughs> I can say, though, that this particular episode was referenced in two future episodes. So hmm. Interesting. So it is going to matter, I guess. Mm-hmm. The boys head back then to clear everyone out. Pretty dang easy, since the only two people that live there were the realtor, she's dead, and the developer. And his family, so his wife and son. Yep. While they're heading back, Matt's outside, the boy, and he finds a hole in the yard where a bunch of cockroaches are pouring out of it. Really gross. Well, they're those big African hissing cockroaches. You know, at some point, like, a bug just gets big enough where it's just like a, you know, especially one of those 
Mexican hissing, it just kind of starts looking like a little flat armadillo. <laughs> kind of, I don't know. They, they start crossing over at some point. Yeah. Now, is it Mexican or, or you, first you said African, then you said Mexican? Oh, it's... African, I think. I don't know. I don't know my bugs. I just know I don't like them in my house. That's all I know. I don't know. It's those big hissing cockroaches. I forget what they're called. Some people keep those things as pets. It's like a thing. Gross. Uh, Dean tries a fake call then into Larry while they're racing home and tries to fake call him saying that there's a gas leak, which is pretty dumb because... Larry has been working with the power and lights people to build his subdivision, so he knows that Dean's lying. It's not the guy he claims. So Sammy gives a call to the son, Matt, and Matt's excited because he's saying, well, there's more bugs, and Sam's on the phone. There's a curse. There's more bugs coming. So they match up notes. They're excited. They try to convince then Matt to go down, lie to Larry, just do anything he can to just get the hell out of the house because the curse is about ready to hit them. They pull up, and Larry comes out, starts yelling at the boys, get the, what the heck do I need to see you guys for again? Right. The son admits to just telling him the truth about the curse, and then we hear a loud noise on the uh, kind of a rustling. I don't know what you call a swarm coming in. but uh, Yeah, it's a very loud buzzing. You know it when you hear it. Yeah, so they show you that there's a swarm on their way. Everyone heads into the house. The phone lines are cut out. Then the power lines are cut out. And then the bugs burst through the fireplace. Everyone flees into the attic commercial. Anything in that point that I missed, or up to that spot that I missed there? Well, just the fact that at first they were trying to keep the bugs out by putting, you know, stuffing towels under the door so they could get in that way. But somehow, yeah, they were able to get the flu in the fireplace open and come pouring in through there. But in the meantime, Dean did find that handy uh, can of bug spray. Oh, we're going to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> what you call a handy can of bug spray here in a minute. <laughs> So, yeah, they're all up in the attic, which they think is safe, which is funny because attics have, like, there's air holes in there underneath the roof. From inside to outside, there is clear ventilation all the time, year-round. You don't close it. Right. You get the hot moisture out. Right. So, in reality, it's a really bad place to hide, but for TV magic, it held them out pretty good. Until they see some uh, sawdust pouring down from the ceiling because that's termites eating through and that isn't how it works. No, but, you know, these are supercharged cursed termites. So, yeah, they... they... How do they how do, <laughs> like termites just walked, across, walked from one side of town to the other to just attack that house? Hey, it was a curse. They all flew there, that big swarm. I don't know if termites can fly or not, but apparently these could. I don't know. They st- so they start, s- I'm just going to say, sawing holes in the roof. <laughs> Pretty much. Because then the uh, roof is like a Swiss cheese, which also brand new tiles. I don't think a termite could eat through an asphalt tile, but whatever. Curse. This, these weren't your normal everyday termites. And it's at this point when Dean is running around with his little can of bug spray, lighting it on fire, having the stinkiest little fire in the world (laughs) on the screen there is 
a hundred thousand bugs swarming around flying and he's just like in the middle of it just spraying it and i thought to myself knock it off with your tiny little fire why are you lighting the chemicals on fire spray the bug spray yeah blow poison everywhere yeah i kind of wonder that myself you've got the bug spray use it for what it was intended kill bugs yeah it was all right well I never said Sam and Dean were the smartest people in the world. Hey, they're not just dumb. They're Winchester dumb. <laughs> and hey, another time when uh, their time their time warp that always surrounds them comes into play. When Before they you... show up at the house, when this first attack first starts, they clearly say it is 12.01. Yes. You are not going to survive till sunup. They go up, fight the bugs for about three minutes, and the sun's up. Yeah. That is true. Well, maybe that, that night lasted longer than the, what they portrayed. It was supposed to let us know that, that that attack took the whole night. But, yes, it was, like, slightly after midnight when they got there. And it was during the spring equinox, so it's not like the sun came up really super-duper early or, you know, things like that. So This is, I don't know who, I don't know who the director is of this show, but they could have added some suspense. They could have had him up there and scared hearing things, swatting from one to the next, not knowing what's going to happen next. But just this mad rush, we're going to battle all the bugs at once, and then the sun comes up and they all fly away. Kind of a lame final fight. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But, you know, the sun came up, so the curse was done for the year. Which, I guess the curse sucks, because it said no white people live in that valley, and all of them did. Well, no, because remember the next day then, this guy and his family are moving out, and because they found those Native American bones, he said he's going to make sure that that development did not go keep progressing, and I think maybe he was thinking of maybe having it, excuse me, what is it, like a historical society? Was, yeah, donate the land or something. He, yeah. He said he took a huge financial hit. Which, yeah, I guess if you uh, build a couple dozen houses that are never sold, that would suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're moving out. Also, it seems just by, they don't really say it. They don't call it out too much, but it does look like Larry and Matt are getting along again. It seems like they have better communication, and Matt's getting rid of his bugs. Yeah, because they kind of creep him out now. Um, Very final scene. Sam then reveals to Dean that he's now all in for finding Dad because he intends to apologize. Yeah, he wants to apologize for some of the things he did not said to John before they parted ways. Anything and, else to add in this episode? No, probably other than it's not one of my favorite episodes because, you know, yeah, it dealt with the Native American curse, but other than that, it didn't deal with ghosts or demons or anything like that. Yeah, and I mean, the bug infestation thing, too, that's been done to pieces. Yeah. Um, my first, probably the first time I remember this sort of story is with Creep Show. Did you ever see that movie? No. It's a bit, you, we should watch it some night, um, since you like ghosty stuff so much. It's an anthology movie, though, like the Twilight Zone movie was, where okay. there's like four different stories. Right. And one of them is about a guy who's like, super germ paranoid and uh, wants everything nice and clean, lives in a beautiful high rise, and then 
eventually the bugs come in through the through his drains or something. Yes, and there was also a bug episode of X-Files back in the day. That was kind of gross, so I guess it is used over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily here, I mean, we have a lot of spiders, but not really gross bugs. No. It's not like we, you know, have earwigs crawling in our hair or anything. No, no, nothing like that. But yeah, an abundance of spiders for sure. Yeah, we kind of live in the woods, so there's lots of little flies and fleas and whatnot for them to eat outside. So they seem to really dig, making huge webs right across our doorways for us to walk <laughs> through face first in the dark. Yeah, that's really gross. <laughs> oh, that is the worst. Getting And then even just walking down you know, our, our road here in the dark, sometimes it'll just catch a spider web right across the kisser <laughs> then you're picking that crap out of your hair for a half hour you're never sure if you quite got everything <laughs> i always say by the fall our house is really well decorated for halloween because there's so many spider webs all over it yeah it's definitely a natural decorating <laughs> decorating <laughs> techniques we use here for halloween uh i've never even lived in a house with a bug problem we've you know the only Bug problem that I think we've ever encountered was when we lived in L.A. and we had what were called water bugs, which is just the nice word for the neighbors have cockroaches and once in a while one comes and visits you. Yeah, yeah. That was gross. But. Eh. It was gross, but we didn't have an infestation or right. anything. Right. We you know, were thankfully. pretty lucky that it was the, the dirtier apartments next door to us seemed to attract <laughs> them away and they steered clear of our joint. Did you ever see that one movie, Joe's Apartment? Yes. I think I started watching it. I don't think I saw the it's whole It's about thing. that guy, Joe, and he lives in a completely cockroach-infested house, and then he ends up like somehow recruiting him to help him find a girlfriend or some nonsense. Yeah. No, not my kind of movie, but I do know what movie you're talking about. It said Jerry, Connell, Jerry O'Connell was the lead in that. Yeah. Um... That's about all I can think of on the topic of bugs. Anything from you? No, that's all I've got, too. Normally at this time we'd be, like, discussing, do we think it's real? Could it happen? Uh, yeah, bugs can happen. Now, can they eat your brain out within a minute? I don't think so. No, as a matter of fact, after I watched this episode last time, I researched that. No, it is not possible. <laughs> yeah. Now, the creepiest bugs in all of movie history, the ear bugs in Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Yes, the Khan worm. That gets referenced a few times in this series, too. Interesting. Yeah. I like that they're hip to the jive on pop culture references. Of course. They are. So, the next episode, Season 1, Episode 9, is called Home... And it happens in Lawrence, Kansas, where everything started 22 years ago with the death of Mary Winchester. Oh, fun. We can get back to the story and stop the Sam and Dean camping hour. <laughs> I told her they have some one-off episodes, but yeah, they usually follow the story arc. Very cool. I'm looking forward to that. And you will all hear that episode tomorrow. Yes, you will. Exciting. Very exciting. All right, let's sign off. Let these good people get back to whatever the hell they were doing in their miserable lives. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, at least they didn't have to endure the bug episode that, or the bug night episode. Didn't have to endure what Sam and Dean just went through. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Visit us at our website, coupleofidgets.com. Come and check out our Facebook group, Armchair Hunters. Subscribe to our feeds. If you know other people that like Supernatural, please pass the word along. We uh, we need to grow our uh, audience base and uh, get some more folks because it's fun talking to you and yes. the dogs and <laughs> the dogs discussing the shows, but it would be a lot cooler if we had a couple more people in that chat room in the, or in the Facebook group to uh, start yakking with, too. Yes, it would be cool. Uh, okay. I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Good night. Good night. Whatever it is in your house. Yeah. <laughs> Winchester House is going to be a different time real quick, though. Yeah.